Welcome to the Montana Real Estate Podcast, where we will pull back the curtain and answer all of your Montana real estate questions. Buying and selling real estate in Montana can be challenging, and local knowledge is the key. We will explore the different areas of the state and educate you on issues that play a role in Montana real estate transactions. This podcast is hosted by Will Friedner, a broker with Glacier Sotheby's International Realty in Whitefish, Montana. Now, here's Will with today's episode. Well, good afternoon, everyone. I would like to welcome you to episode 19 of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Will Friedner, and today we will be talking about current technology and how you can use it to buy or sell your home. So unless you've been living under a rock for the past 10 years, you will know that 95% of people start their search for houses online. So if you're trying to sell your house, you need to have it out to as many websites as you can get. And if you're looking to buy a house, I'm sure that you go straight to Zillow or one of the million other online sites for real estate. So let's start with the tools that are out there for sellers. Nowadays, every agent that you talk to will tell you about how they will have your house listed on 200 or more websites. This is really not all that hard to do, since all the listings on the MLS are syndicated now, and they go out to all the real estate websites around the country. And if the agent is with one of the franchises, their company will also syndicate the listings to different sites around the country. So they used to be a selling point. Nowadays, the listings go out no matter where you put them online. Now Zillow is allowing people who are selling houses on their own to upload listings to Zillow, even if they aren't an agent. They have a section for for sale by owners, and these listings are also now being syndicated and going out to other sites as well. Zillow has done a great job of positioning themselves as the top real estate website. It's very user-friendly, and it's a good-looking site. But in episode four of the podcast, if you go back and listen to that, we talked about everything you need to be careful with with Zillow. If you remember, we talked about the main problem that Zillow has and is their Zestimates. These are Zillow's estimate of what your house is worth, and this is a great concept, But remember, in Montana, we are a non-disclosure state, so Zillow is pulling these estimates out of thin air. So it really doesn't help your cause as a seller if you have your house listed for $300,000 and right underneath the price on Zillow, it says that they think your house is only worth $250,000. So unfortunately, when buyers look at that, they're going to believe Zillow and wonder why you're asking so much for your house. The other problem that we run into all the time is the fact that these websites are sometimes very slow to make changes. They will put up your new listing right away, but as soon as you lower the price or the house sells, it it won't show up on a lot of these sites. I get calls all the time from people who found a house on Zillow that they want to look at, but when I look it up on MLS so I can set up a showing, it shows that the house sold a month ago. Also, if you make a price change, be sure to keep an eye on the different sites to see if they make the change because you may lose out on some buyers who are not setting up showings because your house is not in their price range, even though you may have lowered the price and now it may be in your price range. So keep an eye on these sites and contact them if you can and try and get the price changed to where it's supposed to be. With all of the available technology right now, you really need to be aware of what you're buying. If you're selling your house, 
There are all kinds of companies that will charge you a flat fee to market your house online. If you do a little research, you could save yourself a ton of money. Like I said earlier, most all of these websites are syndicated, so once your listing is on one site, it's picked up by many others. So don't pay someone a whole bunch of money to do something that can easily be done by yourself. And the last thing you really need to be aware of as a seller is the danger of the internet. Unfortunately, there are some bad people out there, so you need to protect yourself if you're selling your house on your own. There are all kinds of scams and scammers out there that comb through these listings online and look for easy easy targets. And one of the things you really need to be careful of is if your home is vacant and your pictures of the house show that it is vacant, you know, make sure you have someone checking on your house if you're not around, if you're out of town trying to sell it or you've already moved. There are companies, and I'd be happy to get you a list of them for you if you'd like. These companies will virtually stage your house. What they do is you send them your photos of an empty room, and they Photoshop couches and pictures on the wall and end tables and everything in there. And they do a great job of making your house look good. And with the case of the internet, this not only makes your house look nicer in the pictures, but if, you know, there's some criminals or bad people that are scoping out vacant houses, your house is going to look like someone's living there with these photos. Okay, let's move on to the buyers. Most of you already know about sites or have used sites that you like and you have your favorites. Currently, Zillow is the most popular site for people who are looking at homes. As I said earlier, don't believe those estimates. Do your own research or have your agent, if you're using one, do some research to find out the true value of homes. Another one of the latest trends are these mobile apps that agents and companies are now offering. Some of these apps are okay, but so you know, the real reason they are offering these free apps is to get all your contact information and basically to try and score you as a client. Again, this is okay, but you may get hounded with phone calls and emails once you download the app. And I've also noticed that some of these apps are very slow to update listings. As you know, in this market, in certain price ranges, you have to be on top of any good deal since they sell right away. And I have found that in most markets, the local MLS site is the only site that's totally up to date and updates their listings by the minute. So if you want access to one of those sites, talk to your agent and they can set you up on the local site that will alert you anytime a new listing comes up. So as a buyer, the main thing you need to look out for is that all of these sites are set up as lead generation sites. The whole point of these apps and these sites is to get you to enter your email address and phone number. And once you do that, the site sells your information to other agents. So if you don't want someone calling you and bugging you, don't give out your information. So with all the new technology out there right now, just be careful of who you're giving your information to. Remember that these sites make their money by selling data and you are the data. So with that, please contact me if you have any questions and we will see you next week. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes another episode of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you will join us next week for our next episode. If you have any questions or would like to know more about this episode, please feel free to contact me at montanarealestatepodcast at gmail.com or visit our website at montanarealestatepodcast.com or if you want to call, you can call me at 406-249-1735. We'll see you all next week. 